Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, May 14th. This is episode 193. I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. Uh, it's a holiday. It is. It is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the eclectic mothers out there. Yes, I should probably call my mom today. I went and uh, brought her lunch on Friday. Oh, or Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. We talked about Friday, but Thursday worked better. So because it was, was like, nice yes, I'm, I'm pretty nice. I'm pretty, that's I'm pretty, pretty kind. And I finally brought her her birthday shirt from March. That I meant to give her two other times, but I kept forgetting because I left it up here on a shelf. As you do. As I do. So uh, we don't have any new Patreon members to announce. Reminder, if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Podcast. We have tiers as low as $1. So moving on from that, what have you been doing, playing? Well, I had my uh, successful, let me rephrase. I successfully completed my teaching uh at a conference I've uh, done multiple times. I've done being in front of a group and uh, large public discussions and stuff, but I've never actually taught a class to a group, which has the feed, the question and answer feedback stuff uh, of something like that. So that was kind of a new um, experience for me. Uh, I think it went pretty well. Uh, I definitely rushed my slides a little bit. I had 45 minutes and I took like 34 of them, but yeah, I've found with me and slides, and I think this is pretty typical for folks is even if I rehearse it in reality, I go slower than I do in my head. Cause to me, it's like, I don't, I think I underestimate how much I have to explain even on a simple slide. Yeah. I've gotten better about it. I'm usually within five minutes per hour. Uh, of Esta and I don't usually present over an hour. That would be a, a long presentation. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll give it. I think part of the problem was that the slides weren't my own slides. They were uh, uh, they were from a local college that okay. had provided the slides for it. So instead of having everything laid out at kind of my pace, I was kind of forced into their style of stuff, and I think that kind of messed me up even more. I had practice, and when I practiced, it came in just just over forty, and then leaving some time for questions. But I actually ended up going faster through that when I actually did it. So. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I've only done that once. I that was it was a weird scenario too, weird to me. Um, it was we were still kind of we were still in the pandemic, uh, but a lot of in person stuff was resuming. Mm-hmm. But this was around, I think, when the Delta variant was surging. And so the original presenter uh, was severely immunocompromised. And she was not willing to go and present uh, at this in-person conference anymore that we had arranged for because the circumstances had changed between the two months before when she had agreed and what was going to happen. So I said, I will do your presentation for you as long as you provide the slides. And so that's what happened. But, and I, I had them early enough. I was able to read them ahead of time, but it was really weird. Uh, so the way I, I did it is I opened with, these are not my slides and I won't, ha- I won't be answering any questions and we're just going to get through it so that this deliverable is satisfied. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, I mean, the slides had notes at least. So there right. was actually some so good did, background. So did mine. They were, they were quite well-versed in what we needed and it was stuff that I know. So I was able to answer questions and everything. It just, they didn't flow like Mm. I would have preferred to have done them to flow. It it, it was somebody else's, it was very much somebody else's rhythm. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of messed me up. 
yeah, that was sort of my my boat. Uh, thankfully, my I was only about half of the pre- of the presentation on it, but they put slides in an order I wouldn't have. Like I, I they just had a different way. Like they thought about things from some sort of I think maybe they were th- sort of thinking explain it federal on down, and I tend to think of it like topically. Like I want to talk about money, then all the money stuff gets done. And then, I like to talk uh, about money. So, so money, I, money, money, yeah, that's a, it's almost a running joke. Running joke with uh, when I when I talk to uh, groups is oh, it's a money topic, so we're going to bring Dennis in to talk about it because Dennis loves to discuss money <laughs> with everyone, and it is one of my most common uh, areas that I present on. Actually, is funding. So um, I actually had a presentation uh, this last week. Actually, I think it was back on Monday. The sort of similar. I I was given an hour. It wasn't to teach though. But we, we kind of formed this coalition to discuss it's a Medicaid-related thing. And so uh, I reached out to the director of the Kansas Medicaid program to say, hey, you know, there's a group of us, and we're really interested in talking about this, this subject and wanted to know if we could, like, through Zoom, do a presentation. And we will be me because I had to write the slides. And they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. But then they, they brought in the secretary from KDHE, and they brought in the secretary from KDADS, which is the aging uh, uh agency and it was a sort of a little higher level than I had thought it was going to be. Um, it went pretty, it went about how I thought it, they were more interested than I was afraid they'd be like, we actually ran 15 minutes over and wow. I, and I got through the slides in 20 minutes. It was, I wanted it to be a discussion and I thought I'd asked for 45 minutes and they said, we'll give you an hour. But, um, of course, uh, my big concern was I knew they were going to be kind of reluctant to make changes in the way I want was sort of my, my, and that was the vibe I got from some of, not all of them, but the vibe I got from some of them was kind of like, well, we don't know. I, it's a lot of work. I'm like, I know, but let's, let's do it anyway. Let's try it. Let's see if we make a difference. And they're like, well, we don't know it'll, if it'll help. So we have some next steps that with some pilots that are going on that'll test it. So, but it's inter- always good, but, uh, but interesting. So, um, but, yeah, no, other than that, um, I have started a new battle tech playthrough, uh, that's been eating my video gaming time. Um, and I finished reading Scalzi's old man war and started reading the powder mage trilogy, which is a really interesting fantasy series. Because it's like mid-1800s, like steam engines exist okay. and rifles and stuff. But there's also... Magic. Like magic. And then, like the, t- multiple and then types the tanks of magic. come. There's like multiple types of... And then the tanks come. Uh, what was that series? The Dark Sword Trilogy. That's actually... It's which actually, was actually four books. Yes. Yeah, right. Because they came back, <laughs> they came back and did a fourth one. Uh, uh, though... Though that's actually a good series. It is. That was Weiss and Hickman, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because they normally do like Dragonlance and stuff, right? Right. Was what they're normally doing. And they've also done, what was that other big, the Deathgate cycle? Yeah. Oh, I like Deathgate too. Mm -hmm. I mean, some were much better than others. Yes. But but, uh, Dark Sword, so FYI, people, if you want to see things with magic and then tanks come, Dark Sword trilogy, which is really a quadrilogy, is worth it. Yeah. Definitely, but anyway, powder but, mage. But yeah, powder no, mage. powder mages. It's it's just interesting because there's like different types of magic. Because there's like regular old school, you're you're a wizard, Harry magic, mm-hmm. and then David Blaine. Yeah, I just stay in blocks of ice for a long period of time. That, that's it's not really magic, David. That's like just extreme, <laughs> like subjecting yourself to extremes. It's a it's a con- it's magic. It's a congratulations, you're a masochist. Yes, <laughs> but uh, uh, then there's like gunpowder acts as a basically a, a a a booster for certain people 
Like if they ingest gunpowder, they get they see better, they get stronger, they're faster. They can also control gunpowder. They can detonate gunpowder with their mind. They can use very. They can detonate gunpowder and burn gunpowder to use to have like extra abilities, like the ability to uh, literally just throw bullets in the air and then burn some gunpowder in their hand, and 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 the bullets will shoot out like they came out of a rifle, stuff like that. Hmm. And then there's uh, another bit of magic, uh, a type of person who has magic where it's literally, you're really, 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 really good at one thing. And that's it. Like there's a guy who can't fall asleep. He doesn't sleep. It's just, that's his power. He never has to sleep. There's a guy who's like, he doesn't forget stuff. There's people who can clean really well. Mm. I mean, it's just, (laughs) okay. So it's just you've basically the, you've get a, you have a trait a trait that lets you do something like I can't get lost you know stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, some of these are actually very useful. Yeah, uh, and some of oh oh no, some of them are completely would be completely and utterly useless. It, it, it's like oh, you've got a power. What's your power? I don't have to wipe. <laughs> Think about all the money they save on toilet paper, though, over the, like their lifetime. It's just clean. It's just perfectly clean every time. There's nothing there. What is your name? Bidet. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, otherwise, this week I did finally get around to watching the uh, cyberpunk Edge Runner show on Netflix. Um, it was really good. Much better than I expected. I'd heard it was good, but it was really, really good. I, I actually really enjoyed it. So uh, that's about all I've been up to. What have you been that's playing? That's a lot. Because didn't you finish your thing? I did. Um, so I can't remember. I think it was on the last episode I mentioned that I finally got to the epilogue mm-hmm. of, of Hades. Well, I went ahead and and what I what the term I use a phrase is full cleared it. Or if you're in the PlayStation universe, you'd call it plat a plat trophy. Uh, in Xbox, we think of it as you know we get all the achievements. I so I 100%ed the game. So. Because after I got the epilogue, I was close. I saw I had like three achievements left, and they all seemed relatively within reach. A number of them, I I probably could have done it faster had I just focused on achievements from the get go. I think in the end, I pl- I I think I played exactly one hundred runs to get all of them. Wow! I think I ended at the one one hundred or one hundred one. So I was right there. Uh, so that's how long it took to, but I got everything. Um, the hardest one was probably, I think, safe to say, turning on the uh, there's the the packs of punishment, mm-hmm. which are like uh, adding on handicaps. Right. So uh, the the there's a in game award for turning on like all thirty two levels. Uh, however, the achievement caps out half at sixteen. So I had to do sixteen, which was a lot. It took I could get to Hades fairly consistently, fairly consistently with my favorite weapon, which are the knuckles, but. Um, I had a, with 16, pa- I mean, cause he's like, he summoned Cerebus at one point and I did not survive that. I'm like, he, no, Cerebus is my f- dog. Yeah. That's not right. Um, the knuckles are the best weapon in that mm, game. I love the knuckles. Uh, so, so that was cleared. So then, uh, this week and by this week, I mean like either yesterday or the day before I started a game that was free with games with gold. It's called star Wars episode one racer. It's from 1999, but they've redid it to give it achievements. And I was going to say a facelift, but uh, no. Oh, wow. no. 
oh no, this thing. Um, I could not, I did not know how to drive it. Like I'd pause and I couldn't load the controls up. And I guess the game probably came with a manual back in the nineties. Um, but I did not have a manual. Uh, I did not realize like there was a boost. I didn't, cause I didn't know how to activate it. I did not realize I knew that there was a repair feature cause I saw it as a, as a perk on all the vehicles. I didn't know how to actually get it to repair though. Uh, eventually I saw that if I paused in between races in the selection screen there, I could load up the controls. So I finally found a spot that showed me how to do everything. I was like, I only, I didn't know they slid. I'm pushing all the buttons, but I'm not seeing anything happen. I didn't. So like I, I, I won the whole first third of the game only using half the abilities <laughs> on the pod. I'm that good, Tony. I'm that good. So actually, uh, as of this morning, there were, I don't know if you played this game. It's, I can't really. If I can't I, really. If I did, I, I can't I really. I remember it. I can't really recommend it because it's from um, you yeah, know so long ago. Yeah, so I can't really recommend it. Uh, there are sort of three main tournament races, six races each. So there's 18 total races. A lot of them are just remixes of the same sort of six tracks, though. And then I think as you clear a a one of those, you unlock a, I think maybe one starts unlocked or something, but there's like four other subsequent races, which gets you more characters you can race as because you can change who you are basically anytime in the tournament. Um, and, but it was, I think I finished those. I didn't play the initially. I didn't play the four, uh, but well called bonus tracks. Um, I knew there was an achievement for getting first in every race. So I wanted to see, let's just get through all of this. You have to get at least fourth in order to move on. I finished those 18 primaries. I first placed all but three or four of them. And like I took I took third on like two and second on one. And everything else was a first. I got to ask you. I got to ask you. Mm. Did you have fun? Kind of. Kind of. But I wasn't going to have fun going back to get more achievements. And the reason was I made mistakes, Tony. I didn't understand. Like there was an achievement for fully upgrading buying the best part for every for a pod for a racer well i didn't know there was an option to turn on um winner take all winnings so even though i got first i split the winnings with the top three and i don't know if i can earn enough money at first without winner take all to pay for the best upgrade which incidentally if you upgrade the pods along the way you put yourself in a bad position because then you don't have enough money to do like, it's better to not upgrade at all and then buy them all. So, and parts wear out so you can ruin a part and have to replace it as you go along. It's like, there's some depth to it that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So anyway, long story short, it's already pretty, it's already long. I found out that there were cheats. I could load up debug mode so I could redo the races to earn the money by just backing up and crossing the finish line repeatedly. So I, this morning, spent 30 minutes and then won every race and got first because I'm that good. And um, But I had already had like all but the last three achievements. So that's what I did. So now it's uninstalled. I'm finished. It's full cleared. It's full cleared, just like Hades. Easy. What a joke. I'm a champion pod racer. I can barely stand to play as little Annie, though. I, I avoided him initially because he is obnoxious. He, they might have gotten Jake Lloyd to voice it. I'm not sure. But Poor Jake Lloyd. Yeah. So I just had to go through finally and I, cause I need to unlock Sebulba 
because Saboba is the only racer who has a weapon and you have to like hurt 10 vehicles with a weapon. So I had to get Saboba and I was like, I don't know how to unlock Saboba because I finished the game and I didn't have him. And it was like, oh no, no, that's when you get first in everything. Do you get Saboba? It's like, okay. When a, when a race in a mirror mode, I ran all the races. I never saw a mirror mode option. I'm like, where's the mirror mode? Oh, you need to like, when you put on debug mode, there's a mirror mode. Was well, there a way to get it without activating cheats? Cause that's a built in a cheat. I think there is, but I don't know where it was. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's a, no, I don't recommend it. And we're going to get into some games that some of our listeners don't, don't recommend later in the show, but we're going to go ahead. We've already spent like 15 plus minutes here. We'll probably get complaints, but that's that's the nature of the gamer. We've had busy times. It can't all be me going, I worked, I slept, I came here and recorded. Sometimes yeah. I actually do stuff. You do. You did a lot this week. Uh, and I'm also, I finally started Chapter House Dune. Oh. Because now that the second trailer for the movie came out, I'm like, I need to finish Chapter House before the movie comes out. Even though the movie is not Chapter House. I will be ready for the movie. By reading Chapter House. I mean... I will be ready. I mean, yeah, Because I've sure. read all the rest. Right. I want to be ready. I want to know about this chapter and how its house is. Chapter... I like Chapter House, too. Okay. It's probably... It's probably my third favorite. Okay, because um, the prior one, what, Heretics of Dune? I like that one a lot. I'd say it was right up there with Dune. Yeah. Because um, Dune Mas- see now we're going on on about books. I think Dune Messiah is it Dune Messiah is that the second book? It's probably the worst. Um, I I, know, I mean uh, maybe not. I'm, but I'm torn. I'm so torn. it has it has it's it's both. It's really short and it's really slow. It's very political. It's but, very different than book one. Yes, but, and it and, and it is very much the antithesis of the hero's journey that book one was. Yes. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but I don't know. At least you still knew a lot of the characters. Then there's the stuff with Leto that gets a little right because like, it's so drawn out too. It's a lot of like punk. yeah, chil- that one children actually, and children and God Emperor. And- yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I think maybe God Emperor might be my maybe that's the one I liked the least. I don't know. It had some good quotes in it, but mm-hmm. it's just like nothing happens for most of the book. No, most people. Messiah is the one they like, and it's because of the tonal shift. Because the first one is so the classic hero's yes. journey, and then Dune Messiah is basically breaking everything that happened mm. from the first book. I think there's a reason why when we see uh, filmmakers explore this property, they generally don't have a lot of interest in moving past the first story. Right. And if they do move past the first story, they go heavier into children. Mm-hmm. And well, because that's a. It, it, it's more interesting. I like because that, that's what they did with the sci-fi. Uh, the sci-fi channel did a couple of yes mini, miniseries mm-hmm. with William Hurt. Yes, and the first one was Dune. The second one was Children of Dune, which had a little bit of the stuff from Messiah in it, just a little bit that needed to be at the beginning, just to but was primarily children. We're going to actually talk about pinball. And we are. Games. We are. Promise. And that actually was a good segue because speaking of children. Whirlwind now has a child. Whirlwind Total Chaos, the 2.0 Total kit. Total Chaos. Yeah. So this is Pedretti's new kit 
for those that have Whirlwind. Uh, we actually, on the last episode, had talked about this on Whirl- on Rumor Corner, that Whirlwind was the rumor of what was getting the 2.0 kit. A victory for Rumor Corner. Dennis is going to get hash marks tattooed onto his shoulder for every Rumor Corner victory. How many are we up to? I, I thought we were like basically 100% successful. See? So, so, so. he's got like... Seventy-five tattoos to get. So there's a Ooh, lot. There's a brand. You gonna do a brand yeah, instead just of a tattoo? Burn it. Burns. Just burn us. it. Yeah. We'll just we'll just get a bar of metal and heat it up and just mm. burn it in your arm. Yes. Moo. <laughs> My moo sona. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, we actually I'd already seen it, but we just before we started recording, we went ahead and and watched the Padretti trailer because these are now shipping. They're running like twenty two hundred euros, so that's about twenty two hundred US dollars. Um, Tony, what do you think of this approach that Padretti has gone? Because uh, I mean, I do agree. Total chaos is is a pretty apt description. I think it is a very good description of what that trailer was. It was it was definitely total chaos. I just I uh, I don't think the trailer did them any favors, in my opinion, because it was not. I just kind of stared at it and was like, "What is happening here?" It felt like it had a a, a please clap moment in the middle of the trailer, mm. and I'm just like, "What is going on?" But Whirlwind's a good game. I like Whirlwind. I just, I don't know. I don't know about this direction. Yeah, I don't like this direction at all. Uh, I think, I I get that they were trying to come up with, you know, they had to invent modes and stuff because they're taking a System 11 game and trying to give it depth. I just think that they went way too far away from the theme of just taking shelter from a tornado and turning it into a smorgasbord. We talked about how kind of like fried and weird galactic tank force decided to be like when it went into the camp and it's like, it's like they're talking about ice cream and cows and their abductions and all that. There's more of a narrative thread to galactic tank force by far than there is to this, even though both use nonsensical elements. Like this is just like pulling from every kind of open source uh, genre. I'm amazed there weren't pirates and ninjas in it. Here's the thing. If the original whirlwind was twister, this is Sharknado seven. That's what that, that's what it is. Yes. Except with a donado. Yeah. Cause there's the donut tornado is a multi-ball. We've got multi-balls. Here is Donut Tornado, Dornado. Dornado. I did like the Mark Silk voice. Dornado. <laughs> Dornado, I come to bargain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just have now seen like what phase, uh, phase 10 is probably going to yeah, do with Marvel. That was my Cabbage um, Patch voice. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I just, the you know, Zombies, aliens, just, I mean, it's just like, it's. Don't, don't, don't forget the, the, the sewer monster and grandmas mm, with shotguns. Yes. Yes. No, there is a, it's, this is going to sound very mean and I'm not trying to be mean, but I just don't like it. Um, it's like, they didn't even try. It's just sort of like a, what are the, 
what are the standard wacky things we can do? I mean, okay, so Poop Monster is a little... I still feel like someone played Conker's Bad Fur Day and was just kind of like, I'm going to bring that back. But but um, it's less like, oh, we're going to... Oh, I love Batman Begins. Let's have the Scarecrow in, but we'll make it more literal. Or maybe I, I liked Wizard of Oz, so we'll do that. And oh, all games now have aliens, so we got to have Area 51 aliens. Maybe they got done playing Perfect Dark. Maybe they're just a rare fan, and they've played all this <laughs> they just stuff. played all the rare. They played all this rare crap, and they're just like trying to shove their nostalgia down our throats through Whirlwind, which is not the vehicle to do it. I, I'm at, I mean, this just begs the question. Um, like, what would they do if it was something like, what if it was like a 2.0 taxi kit? What, what happens then? Meet Cabby. <laughs> who strangely drawn like like Danny DeVito. Oh. And then I just started blasting blasting donuts. Because that's what I do. Is donuts. Yum. 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 Okay. Do you want taxi multi <laughs> Now we're multi- going into ASMR you donut. Want, do you want do you want taxi multi balls? Well, we have taxi multi balls. <laughs> Shoot this left ramp a whole lot to get ramp out multiball, and shoot the right ramp in order to get crazy alien grandma multiball. <laughs> Can she catch a cab? She's radioactive and thus dangerous. Grandma got run over by an alien. Yay. I anyway, I mean, it just it don't work for me. Um yeah, I'm, sure, it, I'm sure they'll sell a few just because there's probably a decent amount of hunger from people that uh, would like to have just something deeper to do with Whirlwind. Right. And this gives you that. I just... Uh, uh, it, it has a new bad class that looks terrible. Yeah, I, The art and stuff. The th- art those, and everything's just horrible. I just don't under... I that, don't. That's a big thing they push in the trends. Like, look at this new art. Well, it looks good. My, no, it doesn't. My understanding from the Funhouse 2.0 Rudy's Nightmare is this is not an easy install. Like, there's a lot of work to do this sort of conversion. So maybe the logic was, you know, we got to throw in art and stuff because otherwise people aren't going to want to do this amount of, of work in order to deal with the scary boys. Scary boys. I'm emphasizing the Z. Yeah, it's... Anyway, doesn't work for me. Yeah, I'm not... Let's, I, 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 would, I, I would not get one for my whirlwind if I had a whirlwind. Yeah, I, I would not either. Let's move on to something more positive. So I saw a social media post from Multimorphic uh, that indicated that the the final resistance module that Scott Denisi developed has now, for the P3, it's now outsold the Weird Al module. I mean, I can see that. I'm a little surprised just because, you know, licensing means so much in pinball and Weird Al was a huge success for Multimorphic that, uh, this quickly that final resistance would now I have not sat and done a, like a side-by-side comparison on pricing, but regardless of that, I still, th- I still just defaultly, even though I liked final resistance more and I have very limited time on both final resistance and weird Al. Right. Um, I still would have thought weird Al just because it's weird Al. He's got the call outs. All I just, I wonder how much of it is because of the just, or how much of it is just module sales and, and how much of it is that, the people who already are bought into the ecosystem just get all the modules. Well, it's, and there is a, after I saw this, I know I don't have a link in the show notes because I wasn't going to talk about the, what's going on at, at multimorphic broadly. I was just going to mention this because that was an interesting tidbit uh, is uh nap arcade do, does though have an article. So folks go over to nap arcade.org. I believe it is um, and check it out. I, but I don't have the link directly here. 
uh, goes in a little bit more because I, I believe as part of that announcement, there was some explanation, which I did read the article and my too long didn't read version would be they are moving quite rapidly along on module production, uh, significantly behind on P3 production. So kind of what we, you know, we've talked about that yeah. several times uh, as they've given updates. It seems like their their module build crews are are staying on top of things by and large. Um, but yeah, the P3 systems continue to be more difficult for them to to put out there. And it, I think it had a listing about how far behind they were. Well, and I can understand that because I would, I would assume that the core P3 system is probably a Oh sure, it's obviously it's larger. Uh, it's got the whole. The, I mean, this where the system is. So uh, I do think you're you're right in the sense that you've got a lot of people that probably already have the system, and maybe they bought Weird Al, maybe they didn't. Um, but Scott Denisi, of course, um, and a lot of people that own P3s, especially before Weird Al, are just like they're they're pinheads, right? They're really into pinball, right? So Scott Denisi's a known entity within pinball. Very much so. So um, and his name does have cachet. So. Th- I think you're right that like people are able to buy those modules and so they're buying them and it's Scott. So a lot of people are buying and maybe there's some people that maybe are, were indifferent to weird Al as a theme, but they want to support Scott. So there could be that too. So anyway, so that was a positive piece of news. Uh, moving on last episode, we talked about the overwatch homebrew and actually one of the creators of that, Michael emailed us, um, because he did hear our last episode and he sent an image. I've shared it in our internal notes, Tony, so you can take a look at it. He shared an image. I, I believe this is up on their, on their pin side thread as well at this point. I didn't see this at the time, but basically he wanted to provide this to us because in the discussion, we really, it was more me kind of said, <laughs> said this game looks like it's basically revolving all around diva. And so this was like, no, 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 no. There are actually a lot of shots associated with various characters from Overwatch. Diva's just in the middle. So that's why she was so prominent. But it's not really like a Diva-centric I'm looking. Game. I'm looking at this listing of, of characters because they've got all these drops listed with character names. And this, who's this? Where, you, you, know, you know who's missing? Cassidy's missing. <gasps> oh, it's, that's right. It's using the McCree name. He's been renamed, guys. It's not McCree anymore. Half the time when I play, I still say the wrong name. I do. Too. I usually just try and say cowboy at this point. <laughs> and then I usually swear because um, I know it's been a while since you played Overwatch. When you played, though, um, and weren't doing mystery, obviously, because there's no control there. Uh, were there ever characters like in ranked or quick play or whatever, where if they picked like if someone on your team picked them, you'd do. <sighs> Because you're kind of like, I know I'm going to lose. Cause yeah. They, they, like, which ones were those for you? I mean, back then, yeah. Torb. Okay, Torb, you was a throw? Tor- Torb, I always considered Torb a throw back I still in the remember, day. I still remember a YouTube video. Someone did a, did some animations and they had an animated uh, little overwatch short and they had someone click the torbjorn and they just had the the whoever was voicing it just go torbjorn ready to throw exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh who else uh trying to think who else back then i mean i didn't consider mccree a throwback then because he was hmm. solid uh there for a while um cannot remember his name for the life of me uh uh the new not new anymore but the the floaty the floaty tank guy 
when he was 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 kind of gar- Sigma. Sigma. There we go. Sigma was kind of garbage for a long time. Mm. Uh, or at least nobody knew how to play him, so he came off as garbage uh, for a while. But yeah, no, I. So not you didn't have a significant list. I didn't have a significant. Oh, I list. did. I still do, Tony. I still do. Okay, let me tell you the throws. Oh. I'm gonna break them down. Let, let, let me see how many of these are my mains. Okay. Let's go. All right. Um, let's start with tank. Okay. There are there are two tank throws, and they, well, okay, there are three. Um, ball, Hammond. Oh yeah, no ball would. Ball is a total throw. throw. Total throw, uh, especially at my level, and so. I guess for oh, the, at your level, yeah, my well, <laughs> especially well, no, no. All right. I, this is tough because I, I don't because I don't know how many people play uh, played Overwatch. You remember the like in the ranking systems, right? Right. All right. I am. I'm generally because it, it's by class, but by and large, I'm in gold. So yes. I'm in my current ranking is I'm I'm platinum in open queue, and I think I'm gold in in all three other categories um i might be high silver in dps i'm not sure uh, because it changes depending on how bad i do um so anyway so that's just this context because at higher levels hammonds probably know how to play but at my level they do not <laughs> they do not all right so hammonds a throw uh doomfist is usually a throw he's a tank now by the way okay so sure. hence why he's a throw because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't uh i've seen some good players with him and they've actually made some upgrades to him because he's not as bad as he used to be and then a, and then a third one which used to be a good pick hog he's a total throw now how's hog a throw they they nerfed his damage i call him piglet at this point because he's so weak hog used to be one of my primary tanks hog was always my go-to um especially if i wasn't getting healed i'd be like all right i'll take care of myself uh but he can't one shot with the hook combo anymore and they've greatly reduced his damage. He's just he's he's just not good. So, so those are the current throws. Support, um, all of the support. All right, Life Weaver, the newest character. He is a throw. Um, they've been making some changes to him. He actually has good healing output, but it's just like everyone else does their job better than what Life Weaver does. So he's not in a great place right now. But I think they'll they'll probably fix him. Everyone else is sort of situational. It's just. Um, I, I think if we are playing a, a, an escort, like a payload escort, or if we're on defense, I usually, again, at my lower level, think Lucio is a throw, uh, because he doesn't do enough healing and the team isn't grouped up enough to take advantage of his speed. So I, a lot of times I get really skeptical of like, especially on defense, a Lucio on defense. I just, I'm not a big fan. And usually when I see people pick, I'm like, okay, they're going to go off and do their own thing and try and get boops and get kills. And they're not going to heal anyone and they're not going to speed boost anyone else. So it's not much support when they're on their own. Those are, that's about it. All the other supports are pretty good. And then DPS. Okay. Genji is a throw. Widow is a throw. McCree is maybe not a throw, but I'm always skeptical about McCree's. And the reason is, or Cassidy's at this point, and the reason is Cassidy's, I think, are a, there's a, there's a lower, uh, the barrier of entry on Cassidy is lower than Widow. So it's easier to play him. So I'm not as, like, I get a lot of bad Widows, Tony. On console, <laughs> they can't, on console, they can't aim. Um, and they they feed they they'll play into a shield tank and they stay on widow and it's like you're not killing anyone you're shooting a shield and they don't switch because they're losers so there's that the thing with Cassidy though is once they earn ult 
They spend five minutes going on a flank to try and get their high noon, which will fail because Cassidy's always fail. And that's why they're a throw because they're good up until they have their ult. And then they've decided I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a 4k plus. And it's like, no, you're not. You're Cassidy. You're going to die. You're going to go off on your own. The thing is he is a little better than he was back when you played because they took away his flashbang. And now he has a magnetic grenade that like goes halfway across the map and attaches to someone. So even an idiot can get kills with Cassidy at this stage. So, but so he's not a total throw. Um, Genji is, uh, Genji is a throw. All they do is feed. All they do is get themselves killed. And all they do is ask for more healing after it happens. Um, if you have to pick a Shimada, you should pick Hanzo. But he's usually a throw, too. All snipers are throws. So Now, bear in mind, this is a console experience. So snipers are throws. If you want to play a sniper and not be a throw, Ash is probably the closest you can get away with. And she, right. might, she might be a throw, too. But at least Bob does something. Unless she sends him off the map. And if she sends Bob off a map or down a pit... They need to switch off Ash because they don't know how to play it. So now back to pinball. Nope. So that <laughs> that is pinball. So is, I will say, uh, looking at this layout, I love the heel spell out for the in lanes and out lanes mm-hmm. at the bottom. Yes. I find that hilarious. And they are each one's tied to a and to, each a, to one's a tied to a healer. Yeah. It's great. And May is a little safe post. And Roadhog's face eyes yeah. are going to be the ball save. Yeah, I guess no, it's going to hook I, the ball back into play. I, I kind of like. I do. I I, I do really kind of like what we're seeing here. But looking at what they have actually drawn out here, I think it looks really interesting. I I I am very interested to see how it plays out, uh, and how well how it works out for them. But it looks pretty cool to me. It looks pretty flowy as yeah. well. This seems to be their approach that they're going for. Okay, uh, next pinball topic. This one we won't go under a tangent because of me on. Uh, so Josh Sharp, you know, president of the International Flipper Pinball Association, he was on a Triple Drain Pinball podcast. They talked a lot about uh, competitive pinball. However, he also did mention that the enhanced code for Cactus Canyon Remake from Chicago Gaming Company that he was working on with Lyman Sheets, it is actually further along than was originally suggested. We talked about that on the last episode about how it, you know the information that had been presented was that it was more in an outline form and that there was a lot of work to be done. Josh indicated he actually has a beta version of the code on his uh, copy of CCR, and it, as software as it stands, is already further along than the 100% completed CCR software that CGC did to, you know, put in the final wizard mode and stuff like, and that is substantively different. Like the scoring is different and all that. So it is much further along than, yeah, that's a lot better than what we'd heard. than What was conveyed. Yeah. That, that, that actually makes me feel hopeful. So, so you see, that's actually all I have for pinball other than your favorite segment, the 100% never wrong, possibly made up rumor corner. Okay, it's everybody's favorite segment. Is it? Is it? I don't know. But on this uh, episode's Rumor Corner, here's one. Uh, this is a pinball machine that uh, theme-wise that people talk about all the time. I, Tony's rolling his eyes, and I, I do understand. Uh, and that is Back to the Future. Okay. 
there's been a lot of speculation because we're coming up on another major anniversary of Back to the Future here in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, is it going to happen? What's going to go on? Joe Kamikow is is the licensing god. He can get anything. Is Stern going to do it? How much is it going to cost? Is going to be, you know, is it going to be a cornerstone? Is it going to be, uh, you know, boutique Kapow title? Da, 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 all that stuff. Here's a rumor that I have heard, which is which is interesting to me, in that it was purporting that talks about doing Back to the Future may be centered around Back to the Future as the story, but not the movie. And so the context was just that they may be exploring doing this without the movie assets, which were seen as the barrier with, you know, in the past, but Daddy East, obviously they didn't have movie assets, but they didn't have the likeness permissions and stuff. Right. Uh, now, what would be done instead wasn't a part of the rumor, so that's unknown. I've done some research. So, like, there was a Back to the Future cartoon, for example, though. It only went, like, a couple seasons. It had, it had bad ratings. Telltale did a Back to the Future video game uh, back here, the, you know, this century. Um, that it did. Uh, Telltale did get permission to use likenesses. However... Uh, while I do think uh, Lloyd did do some voice work for it, uh, Michael J. Fox did not voice Marty. So I'm wondering, is that like something like that? Like going with a video game aesthetic? Remember with Deadpool, they went comic style instead of movie right. style, uh, and that gave them a lot of creative freedom. Uh, as, I, as I recall, the Telltale game still follows the plot points of Back to the Future 1, the movie. It's just video game fi different art not using you know photorealism all of that and i guess i i think i saw something about that there's been a, an animated version of the movie done too but i don't know anything about it idw put out a comic series okay that was basically for back to the future but it was very much like the marvel's what if oh okay uh, a type thing so it was like untold stories and alternate timeline mm. and all and alternate story type things that they did uh i collected some of them i i have some of them digitally uh i don't think i have the whole series but i have some of them digitally uh it was pretty good uh the the art where they the the art they went with was they were they were likenesses. The art was likenesses, but it was a stretch. Like maybe like what Zombie Yeti did with Ghostbusters stretch on that pen. Uh, here, let me get. I gotta. Yes, the listeners want to know. Uh, yeah, as you show them the picture, I'm going to show you the picture so you can get a feel for it, or a picture. Okay. So they're likenesses, yeah, but... Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's closer than I thought from yeah. how you were describing it. Okay. They're likenesses, but almost caricature. Mm-hmm. Caricature. I just can never say that word right. Likenesses. Uh, but, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I own a few copies of it. I was... Uh, when digital comics first came out and were super cheap there for a while, I collected a fairly large number of digital comics, and they were all weird stuff like one-off stuff, a lot of IDW stuff, so... So... What do you think about the idea of doing something like that for the, a pinball machine? I think if they can get the rights to do something like that easier than the movie rights and they want to do it, do it. I just don't. I just think that I, I, I just don't think that I think the theme's a loser. And I love Back to the Future. I just don't think I don't think it's a big enough series to really get another game. 
I, I, I just I, I just don't see where there's going to be enough draw for it. But I could be wrong. What do I? I mean, nostalgia hits weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I hear a lot of people who have nostalgia for it who bring it up, so they must care. Uh, I don't have nostalgia for Back to the Future. I didn't care for it as a kid. I still don't care for it. I think it's fine, but I don't love it. I've never loved it. I mean, do you uh, want another but, Indiana Jones? But I'm, you know, I just, I just don't care. But the, the, I'm not sure. Like license wise, if it's not the movie, I'm not sure that's the right move for pinball. Like I'm not sure that scratches the nostalgia itch. It seems a little right. too weird, a little too off. Uh, but that being said, if Stern does it, I still think it would sell well because people are pretty trusting of like the quality of game they're going to get out of Stern at this point. I don't know if you can, I mean, if that's like to keep it from being like an, a really expensive game, then maybe it's worth it. Um, and people might just enjoy doing the movie, uh, kind of like what they tried to do with Jurassic Park, Stern Jurassic right. Park. I, don't, I mean, Stern Jurassic Park turned out fine. As a game, it's it's fun, but what do, what gets made fun of is the the voice acting yes. and the, that doesn't feel like the movie at all. It just feels like you're dealing with dinosaurs. Um, but it's an excellent game, and so it overcomes what handicaps it has, and it still has the name to draw quarters in on on location. And this would have that, right? So uh, I mean, I guess as an approach, it seems more realistic. Like I don't think people want a like a fakeified movie with with potato face Marty. Uh, again, I don't think they want anything like that. Um, I don't know. I, I probably, honestly, I would welcome this just so we could quit having the conversation about back to the future. Cause I'm well, really they'll, they'll just start talking about having the next one. <sighs> no, it'll be, they'll be done with back. I mean, they'll start talking about jaws again or something instead, but that will be done talking about this, which will be a, a probably a blessing regardless. Were you rumored by this rumor? I was disappointed okay never mind he was not rumored folks well maybe the video game segment which i've already kind of infected into the pinball segment with my protracted <laughs> whining about overwatch characters uh, we can continue now because we actually received two we've had a number of people ask us for game codes uh email eclectic games podcast at gmail.com if you would like a steam game code we're about halfway through the list of donated randomized unknown codes tony and i do not know what games these are we just were given a list of codes and we I, apologize in advance uh, apparently i'm now understanding why we have this list i'm wondering <laughs> if any of these is going to have a positive recommendation <laughs> we did we had uh we had a review last time it was not a positive it no. was a virtual game, and we have two more that have turned in as of the time of this recording that we're going to go ahead and cover. Oh, incidentally, if you've already reviewed a game, once you get the review in, you can ask us for another code. Um, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not going to judge. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're gonna be like we're going to get through. We're going to get through this together, guys. We're going to get through this. We'll um, get through, we're right there. We're with you. So we feel your pain. Do you want to read the first one or the second one or what? Tony and I are going to each read one of these so that we don't. I will. I'll read the first one. Why not? Okay. Do you have a good Utah voice? I, I do not have a good Utah voice. I thought Utah just sounded like just about everything else. I don't really have a good nutting voice, but so apologies in advance for my terrible voices. So oh, I should have read which one the first one was before. Yes. <laughs> I agree maybe. To yes. Maybe. Okay. Maybe say you know who, right. who did this for us. So. This is a game review from Josh R. from Loser Kid Pod, uh, Pinball Podcast. We've met Josh. We multiple times. I wear my Loser Kid hat every single day. Um, it is the hat I wear when I sit in the backyard uh, in my rocking chair and throw sticks for the dogs. Mm. So 
I it's your stick on, hat. It is my stick hat. I, I put on my I put on my loser kid podcast pinball hat, and I sit in my rocking chair and I read my book and I throw sticks for the dogs. <laughs> and then my neighbors look at me every once in a while to make sure that my heart hasn't stopped and that I, I, I I'm not just a very 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 old man who looks a lot younger than I actually am. So, Stone, a hip hop stoner noir, is a detective game similar to the Max and Sam series. Stone drops you into a Zootopia-like world set in Australia. From the opening scene, you are awakened as a private eye koala by the name of Stone. Your phone rings to reveal that your lover, Alex, has been kidnapped and you must follow the clues to save him. The first place to explore? Your flat or apartment for you American types. You'll explore the apartment in what appears to be cutting-edge graphics first introduced in the original Xbox. You find clues to different locations that could unlock more of the mystery that is the kidnapping of Alex. As far as gameplay, controls are very basic. Traditional move, look with mouse, and interact. Also, you can pull out a blunt and take a hit when you want. When you interact with the different characters, you have very limited options. Would you like to play the good cop or the bad cop angle? Because that's typical of the response you can because that's typical of the response you can give. Good cop usually gives you the answers you want, while the bad cop usually gets an FU response. Literally, this game felt like an excuse to jam as many F words they could into a basic dialogue game. Stone himself walks like he has all the time in the world and can make moving from one side of the room to the other very tedious when looking for clues. Speaking of looking for clues, apparently you can find those when you're high and talking to your toaster. Bloke's name is Nigel and is a nice fellow. As I said earlier, the graphics really weren't great and basic at best. The sound wasn't properly balanced, so some areas, like the nightclub, just felt weird because the sound wasn't balanced like a nightclub. Why are your characters yelling when the music isn't even that loud? The music itself was fine, but felt like an excuse to get the game developer's cousin's rap group in a game that could get them cred. When you said indie artist, they meant every letter. Overall, I wouldn't recommend this game to anyone. There are far better detective games out there. Between bad gameplay, terrible acting, basic graphics, and strange animal hallucinations, it feels like an excuse that the game developer smoked a little too much weed and thought combining Big Lebowski with Zootopia was a great idea. <laughs> Again, Tony, Tony and I can't be held liable for the games you actually get because we don't know we don't know the names of the games. I'm so sorry. I didn't know something like this existed. I had never, uh, and it it does sound honestly pretty horrible. Um, I'll be honest. This sounds like a game that you would play from Games with Gold. Well, when it's free, and that's kind of the logic with the reviews. When it's free, you know, you just you try, you end up trying things you wouldn't normally. You might end up being like, "I'm a pod, I'm a, I love pod I'm racing. I, 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 I'm a pod I'm, racer. I, I try things. It's there. They're like, "Hey, would you, do you want to be a koala who hits the blunt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Why not?" At least, I mean, oh man, wait until he gets the PCP lace <laughs> and then he becomes a Go. drop bear. Just <laughs> <laughs> like. And then you're gonna that game would get review bombed because people would be saying no, you're using you're now he's just saying that the marijuana is a gateway drug, and then you'll make them all the stoners will get mad. So you can't say that. 
You can't move him up to PCP. Not right away. You got to give him another problem that serves as the heroin. So you need heroin or meth. No, he's like a crisis. That would, oh man, that would have made that game better. As you continue to look and try and solve the mystery, you find out that the clues are getting harder and harder to find. So you have to step up to like heroin and cocaine. You're sitting there. You get Uh, a point where you're like, I know there's something in this room. I know it's there. I know there's a clue. And then you sit there. You've grown a little (laughs) Coke nail. So you're dribbling a little Coke onto your Coke nail. Oh, oh, there it is. I see the clue. We've got a clue. (laughs) And it becomes booze clues. Okay. Well, thank you, Josh, for uh, for suffering through that and and giving the uh, thank you for suffering the detail for our enjoyment. Yes, we do appreciate it. <clears throat> I'll read the next one, which is from Stephen H. Stephen, thank you for submitting the review. <clears throat> I don't know what Stephen H. sounds like. Maybe I do, and I don't remember. Today is going to be Southern. The Steam code I received was Songbringer. Wonder if this one's going to be an indie uh, <laughs> indie rap group or something for credit. We'll, we'll have to find out. The game is advertised as a classic Zelda game in a sci-fi setting. The game is an open-world action RPG that you traverse procedurally generated dungeons. The game has the trappings of something interesting, but never successfully captured. My attention with any of it. While the graphics are a classic 8-bit style similar to that of Swords and Sorcery, I didn't see the character of the game present itself in that style. I could tell the game was trying to do something that had I, that I had enjoyed in other games, but I had a very hard time addressing the piece of, of what it was looking to offer. I could not enjoy the moment-to-moment action because it didn't feel like there was enough impact to the attacks. As an action RPG fanatic, this is critical. If I'm expected to hack and slash my way through the game, it better be fun to do. The sci-fi world being cre- was being created was engulfed in a distracting soundtrack. It was a good gaming composition, but it didn't feel like it matched the game I was in. It was cyberdelic. Whereas the game felt like it was a darker and should have been presented with more grim or unpleasant tones to tease one's nerves. If that was not all, the onboarding of the game lacked any hook for me. I didn't care to learn more. I didn't find myself interested to see what was around the corner. And that is too bad. For folks looking for a good action RPG that finds the right balance, I would recommend Children of Morta. If you want some additional depth, add the ability to be a shopkeeper in Moonlightner. If you love 8-bit art, go back to something like Sword and Sorcery. It feels like a great replay. It feels great to replay it, and it looks infinitely better. Okay, so Steven didn't like this game either. And he didn't like the sound either. And he didn't think it was a proper action RPG either. I like the phrase cyberdelic. That, 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 that was but a, that, the, even if that was decent, it didn't fit the game either. Exactly. It, it gave me this weird, like, power blink, uh, 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 mental, I was going to say mental image, but mental auditory hallucination mm. of, like, some, like, real grim, dark, uh, uh, almost like forty k esque stuff in the background is like this cyber pop punk mm. like da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah I'm trying to imagine like this Warhammer uh, aesthetic but eight bit yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh, but you know what he did Stephen did give us an excellent transition oh you saw it too because he said that it's advertised as a classic Zelda game. Bah, 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 bah. 
And Zelda's out. The new Zelda game. Hi-ya! Tears of the Kingdom. Hi-ya! I just wanted to let everybody know Dumbledore dies on page 596. <gasps> You're so, a wizard, Link. <laughs> I haven't played it. I played I played the previous Zelda. I haven't played this one. I haven't purchased this one. I might. I, let's be honest. I probably will at some point. Uh, we know plenty of people who have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people who've taken the day off work mm-hmm. uh, to play it. Uh, I know a couple people who did not take the day off work. But while their families are going to go visit other portions of their family this weekend. They were staying at home just to play it. Mm. I did hear that there was a big uptick in hyrolitis. Yeah, I bet there was. Mm. Uh, what is What was interesting to me is just before the game dropped, uh, they apparently put out like a depression ad. Really? Yeah, it was... It was it, it, the ad's from, from Australia, but... It's just hilarious uh, thing. It's just got like this guy. He's just like a businessman. He's sitting, looking just tired at the end of the day, suit, tie, whole nine yards, sitting on a bus, staring out the window, just looking dead to the world as, as, as the bus goes home. And then it shows that he walks in the house. He's like taking his jacket off and he's loosening his tie. And there's his wife in, in, in her nightgown. And she's like, night, dear, and gives him a hug and walks away. And he sits down on the couch. With just He's just loosened his tie and he's just sitting there. And he looks completely and utterly broken. And then he notices the pro controller and the Zelda game sitting on the coffee table. And then he puts it on. And he starts playing. And it shows him playing the game. And he's just starting to smile. And he's starting to get a little happier and this and that. And then it shows him on the bus the next day playing his Switch on the bus with the sound up. Because he's apparently one of those Mm. people. Uh, But he's playing it. And uh, and suddenly he just kind of looks out the window of the bus. And he sees the whole world out there. And he's just got this big smile like he's rediscovered a zest for life. Wow. Somebody almost that good, huh? It was a fine commercial. Somebody very quickly took it, stripped the sound off of it, and overlaid Mad World over it. Mm. And it became the perfect (laughs) commercial. It was so good. I couldn't stop laughing when I watched it. <laughs> Everything about the game sounds good at Zelda. It's, it's, I mean, it's their first $70 game. and People will pay it. Pay people easily. I, I won't, it. but that's because I don't own a Switch. Yeah. So it becomes an easy I need to find my easy. Switch. I don't, it's I don't, been I don't, hidden I by the family. It, the, yeah, it's somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Hi-ya. Hi-ya. Uh, Super Mario Brothers crossed a billion dollars at the box office. Peach, you're so wealthy. <laughs> With a billion <laughs> reasons, we're gone stealthy. There's definitely going to be a second one of those. Mm. And supposedly, or reportedly, uh, uh, the Zelda people said they would be willing to look at a movie in that style for the franchise. Well, excuse <laughs> me, Prince. It has to have that line. It has to. It has to. It, Do it. it. They probably would, considering the sheer number of uh They'll probably have Chris Pratt play Link. Oh, my God. And then they'll make the Smash Brothers movie, and it'll end up that Chris Platt's Pratt is just like half of the cast. Chris Pratt is Kerbo. Kirby, what are you doing? <laughs> Chris Pratt is going... <laughs> 
like the I am group. Yeah. No, they'd get they'd get like Ian McKellen or somebody just insanely. Yeah. It's like it's like you could be doing so much more. You shall not. Complete. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Big game. They've been pushing how it's going to change so much. It's it's going to supposed to be a much more adult, much darker uh, Final Grim Fantasy. Dark. It's not, last one was a road trip. I, I know the last one was a road trip. Most of them have been not. I mean, for being about the end of the world almost every time, none of them have really been super dark. This one's supposed to be a lot, lot more dark. Grim dark. Grim dark. We'll see. Um, but I'll tell you what, you can't play it if you live in Saudi Arabia. Why not? Uh, so, because Saudi Arabia requested changes be made to the game's content, and Square said no. Mm. So, no idea what the changes were, but being Saudi Arabia, I have guesses. So, it'll be interesting to see if it ever actually comes out what the requests were. But uh, Starship Troopers has been getting what? this. There was a the, there was a RPG or a, a, not really an RPG, but there was a, a, a like combat game, like Warcraft style game. Oh, like an RTS, like, yeah, an RTS okay. that came out last year. There's another new uh, Starship Troopers video game coming out. It's called uh, Extermination. It is a 16 player co op first person shooter. Where it's basically you and, and, and 15 of your closest strangers from the internet who've had sex with your mom mm. uh, fighting bugs and apparently like building up fortresses and barricades and stuff to help fight the bugs away. Okay. So it is a 16-player co-op versus AI. That's interesting. Uh, I used to really like that style. I mean, I never did it with 16 players. But right. I used to really like that style with... I'm trying to think the last time I really did it. Maybe the, uh, was it called Horde Mode with Gears of War? They had a mode that they added where there'd be like waves and you'd get ready right. and you'd play with four people. And it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, and it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot like that. It's entering early access mm. uh, this month. I just went uh, I went to be the character voiced by Doogie Howser, who just says, it's afraid. <laughs> it's, afraid. it's afraid. And then when I'm, when I, and I also want to play as the bugs, I want to be the brain bug so I can suck out people's brains. <laughs> You're just all about Ian McKellen stuff will right voice now. my brain bug. <laughs> uh, I just I, I just want to play the 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 Michael Ironside. Mm. Come on, apes! You want to live forever? As he kind of walks up there and just kind of ignores everything going on around him and is just like casually killing bugs while yelling at everybody mm-hmm. else to do a better job. You know what to do. Uh, apparently. Vampire Survivors, uh, it was gifted to us. I've played quite a lot of it. I don't know if you've ever started. I still have, I haven't installed. I've installed it. I still have not played it. I meant to uh, but, uh, three it, months ago. It's 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 a lot of fun. Somehow they're making an animated TV series out of it. Uh, but like everything right now, it is now in limbo due to the writer strike. Right. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, Last of Us, the second season of The Last mm. of Us. It is now on pause due to writer strike. Uh, uh, as well as a lot of other stuff. And there's a lot of shows where the writing was done, where the shows are still filming, but like the showrunners and writers are not there. So 
expect a drop in quality of shows next next season. I had that actually happen at, at work. I had someone ask me for something, and I said that I was on strike, and I wouldn't be writing that right now. Um, <laughs> I don't think it went over the way I thought it would, because I thought it was quite funny. But All I know is the last time we had a writer strike, we got Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Mm. Which That's true. It was excellent. that long ago, yeah. So yeah, I saw that once. It was I liked it okay. I didn't love it like you love it. I love I, I I love it. I think it's great. But hopefully, my water bottle just pops. It's angry. It's it's angry. It's angry. I mean, it does not it's, like. It's voiced it's by Ian. It's too moist. <laughs> moist. <I'm> moist. Moist. <laughs> Reports coming out of the EU says that they're going to approve the Microsoft Activision deal. So, what does that mean, though? That's what does it mean? I, I have no idea. I was going to ask you if you had any ideas. No, what that I saw. I, I mean, saw that headline also, and I don't. I just don't, I don't understand without the UK whether I mean I get that because they're appealing the UK thing you still need to move ahead with all the, I guess all the other plans you're not going to put all that on pause and then you know stall out your timeline even more so I guess maybe it means nothing uh, maybe what, it maybe it helps with the appeal but I don't I don't think so I think I think that if the EU says yes it's fine and the U.S. says yes, it's fine, and Japan's already said yes, it's fine. Because they don't care. They don't care about Microsoft. Right. right. At that point, I mean, would you be better just to pull Xbox out of the UK? I just, I just don't know how hard how hard it is to do that. I, I mean, I, I mean, literally, I, I would assume they would just have to literally stop selling it in the UK. I, I wondered that initially, and then I my thought had been because of VPNs and everything else that they, if that was that easy, they would just do that anyway. Right, assume, and maybe that's been their plan. But and and it could be I don't know. But I I, I, mean, I know they're taking some fairly aggressive. Like Microsoft is, and I know you have this in the notes, so maybe that's a, a good you know transition to it. But like Microsoft is not like sending in the backup team to no. try and deal with. It. Like they're not using some scrub second stringers no, to try no. and solve like this microsoft hired like the number one corporate rights lawyer in the uk activision's lawyer that they're providing for it uh has what is a fairly well-known clientele um with the queen predeceased of course uh and boris johnson and like half of the government and the head of bbc and very high profile. I mean, they did not pull out the small guns. These are, oh, hey, look, here's a nuke, and they're bringing a nuke with them as well. So, I mean, they they brought the big guns. And, and I mean, and that's the thing that will come up in the appeal. As part of the appeal, I'm sure, if the EU says it's okay and the U.S. says it's okay, then does it matter what the U.K. says? That's the question. I know the UK has said that as far as they're concerned, their block blocks it worldwide because it's too big of a combination to exist. But I mean, you're literally Yeah, that's where I've always wondered like but but how does it block is it because Microsoft has got some entities incorporated in the UK? Like they can make themselves not so there is a way. Right. Assuming there may need to be some disentanglements, but there would be in theory a way to no longer 
operate, quote unquote, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, and we see businesses, smaller businesses, do this all the time when they get tired of like paying paying U.S. taxes, so they incorporate overseas, even though all their workers are still in the U.S. But it doesn't count as a U.S. business. Right? Like it's you know tricky. So I don't. Uh, every, I don't know. Like I, every ship is a Panamanian flag yeah, ship. It's just. It's just. I don't understand. I, it's so far above my pay grade. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know what the options are. It will be an interesting thing mm-hmm. to see. I mean, and again. We don't know for sure that the EU is going to say yes, but the reports are that they're going to say yes. Right. But there's been reports that the UK had softened on their stance, and apparently they weren't. Unless they meant, oh yeah, the UK softened on the console competition stance because they didn't care at all about that. Right. It's all the streaming stuff, which I know Microsoft is still kind of like uh, shocked Pikachu facing over that because they're like, that's not even like a, a developed market right now. Yeah. What you're. It's all speculative, but it, 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 it is interesting. Uh, yes. The announcement could be as soon as tomorrow, mm. but it'll be sometime this. Supposedly, it'll be this week. Okay, uh, they they did set a date that it had to be done by, which is next week, I think. Mm. But um, Hollow Knight, the sequel to Hollow Knight, Silk Song, mm. it's supposed to release the first half of this year, yes. is not going to happen, no. uh, and they have not put out a new date. Okay. They just pushed it. They said, we'll let you know when we get closer. Uh, this, this game has been in development since 2019. Uh, they said that they're getting close, but they're not there yet, and that the game has gotten to be quite large. Hmm. Okay. So, Hold on, it's a great game. I, I've remained stuck on the final boss. You still haven't beat Because I remember no, you I streamed. Need, I used, like, I was, and I thought about streaming it. I mean, I thought about going back and streaming it on our EGP Twitch. Because, I, yeah, I used to uh, work on it over weekends. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to the final boss. And I just, I can't. Not for the quote-unquote good editing. Because there's another way I could try and do it. Where maybe I don't have to fight all the forms I'm fighting. But you don't get the good ending. I've not. Maybe I should just cave and do that because I'm just not good anymore. I, I all my yeah, just win. Dennis. That's what I thought. Win. I've tried a lot. It's like it turned into Dark Souls. Does that? <laughs> I mean, that game is hard, but it was never. But I was able to overcome everything except that at the end, I just I run out of I run out of health. Yeah, if I could just not run out of health, Tony, I'd you be know, okay. I'd be you know, all right. I, I would have beaten that final boss, except for they just. They hit me back, and I, that's just not. It's just not right. That is not how this game and is it, supposed and it to uses be some like mean stuff, like skills and stuff I don't have, which isn't fair. It, it, it's like when you're playing a game, and the AI does smart stuff, like target your already wounded people or kill your healer first, mm-hmm. even though the healer might not be the most obvious target. When it actively targets the healer because they're like, "Hey, it's a healer." That's just not fair when you know, the AIs the biggest do not, smart stuff. The biggest not fair thing is AIs that heal. Oh, whoa! What is that? <laughs> no, that's a PC, you know, thing only. Player characters can heal. Bosses. <laughs> that's a shock Pikachu face too. I, I I remember the first time I was playing a Pokemon game, and one of the Elite Four healed their Pokemon, and I'm like, "You what? <laughs> yeah, it, you." It's just, you so, can't do that. That's not fair. It's a, it's like no 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 no. I do that. Mm-hmm. You die. <laughs> I, I eat five hundred wheels of yes. cheese in a second to get my yeah. health back. I mean, can up. you imagine playing? <laughs> can you imagine playing Fallout and they start eating like all the food they carry, <laughs> like the Death Claws start eating food? It's like, how are you even carrying like fifty apples and and two hundred 
New Coca-Colas. This doesn't make sense. You don't have pockets. It reminds me, I saw a skit once where somebody was, they, where there were some guys and they were playing like it was um, uh, Skyrim. <laughs> and the, and, and the, the guy who was playing the bad guy gets knocked back and he's like climbing up and he's just watching the other guy just like pull out wheels of cheese and stuff him down his mouth. And he's just like, that guy just ate 32 wheels of cheese. How, what am I even supposed, how am I supposed to fight? That's like, a hundred pounds of cheese. He just ate it. No problem. I, no, I quit. <laughs> I had uh, played Fable 3, I believe it was. And in that game, they yeah, you, you eat to heal. But if you ate healthy foods, it made your character thin. And if you ate like pies, it made your character <laughs> fat. And I didn't really pay attention. Just like real life. You know, you're just kind of, you're going along, you're eating what you want to eat. I was just eating whatever I found to get healed up. And I finally looked at one point and I realized my character is not the same size as he was. He's, he's, he's just jiggling all over the place. I mean, like, I mean, it was, I think he might've been over 400 pounds. It was, I, he, I was just like, at some point, he had expanded all of his pants out and everything. So I'm wearing the same outfits and stuff. And I'm just like, whoa. I, I remember reading about that this would be the case. But I was just like, I just kept finding pies. So I just eat them for healing because I had lots. Right. So then I had to like go and be like, I got to just concentrate on just eating apples to get him like to be more of like a normal <laughs> hero size. Just because it started to become almost comical <laughs> to play him. Because he's just going along. And he's like, I'm like doing these like fencing maneuvers, but this guy is like built like the Baron. And yeah. I'm just like, it's not making sense. It's like, I'm like doing these reposts and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> just it was, it was weird. So, uh, that's funny. I've read, I've read a couple comics that have characters who uh, rapidly build up. Uh, fat, but they can burn it for calories. That's how they get their powers. Uh, like there's a literal in uh, One Punch Man. There's literally one of the heroes. He basically has what looks like a kind of like a crappy Batman costume, mm. but it's but he he's fat man and he starts out huge, but he like runs at super speed and as he runs, he gets thinner and thinner uh, and thinner and thinner and thinner. See, and then he's like starts eating food that, again to get to get big. That again. was the weird thing, if I remember right, with the Fable game though, is like. If I didn't eat, I would stay big. I had to eat more. It just had to be, be fruits. healthy. Interesting. Like fruits and vegetables. Seems like, like you must eat that. So I think what I ended up doing is I just started without needing health. I just went to the shop and bought like <laughs> apples and just ate them all. And Seems then, like I, then I was thin. To, to work was like, on, wow, on, on, on that mechanic a little bit. Fable had some weird things. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of weird things, Redfall. Mm, Everybody's been looking forward to to, to the vampire first person shoot. Okay, I, I I mean the trailers were interesting. Interesting is not the word you want to say. They were interesting. Though. It was interesting. And it did. It, its launch was a disaster. Its launch was so uh, much of a disaster. Yeah. Phil Spencer had mm. to put out like an apology. Yes, where he apologized to the community. And promise that they are going to be revisiting the development process for games. This game's problems included points where they were advertising it at 60 frames per second uh, after it was known that the game wasn't going to be able to get more than 30 frames a second. 
Yes. Uh, so were there other like sub? I'm assuming there must be other substantive oh, that, issues. Yeah, beca- that was the because that was a minor issue and, compared to the other issues. Yeah, because I'm just like, all right, that they advertised it that way is where I see the problem. I and I, I note that because well, it's going to be. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like pinball streamers, because it's going to kind of get at you too a little bit. But I I get a little tired of like the. 60 fps snobbery where oh, yeah. people is like I, th- I feel like it's being overstated like a game is crap if it's not 60 fps and i'm like that is not the most prioritized thing you need to worry about generally speaking but if you're misadvertising it is a serious problem but i mean I everybody like, it's knows, gotta be like if it's a disaster it's gotta be the reality it's gotta be it's gotta be something that's a bigger it problem is. than that it is uh the game is a <laughs> from multiple sources uh the game is bland mm. and boring mm. and it is uh very much an uninspired looter shooter okay and uh there are lots of bugs that have stuttering and freeze ups and, and and a variety of issues it is a game that was not ready to go out but most of the re- reviews i've seen have said you know what if all the bugs were fixed and it was at 60 fps it still wouldn't be a good game mm. so ouch yeah uh, it, it, that's just that whole looter shooter. It, it's hard. It is. A lot of people are messing it up. Yeah, it is. I mean, not everything. Look at the could, Flak Diablo three took right. and the, all the changes they had to make to that. And that right. was a, that's a storied brand IP that had got it right for so long. Right. And well, in this and currently like the top level of like the looter shooter, it's the Borderlands games. And if you come out with a game that looks like Borderland, like blander than Borderlands and doesn't play as well or shoot as well, you already lost because you're not going to get anywhere near it. And that's what this is. Uh, uh, Phil has also stated that um, he's not worried about Starfield. And he thinks that even if Starfield was an 11 out of 10, it's not going to hurt PlayStation because nobody's going to sell their PlayStations to play Starfield, which was a little dig at this whole ongoing purchase thing. Yes. Yeah, get your digs in. Yeah, get your digs in where you can uh, because Starfield is the next big storied yes. uh, release. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I think that's the more looked forward to release I didn't know than that, Redfall. I didn't know if Red I didn't know there was hype for Redfall, quite frankly. They I, they they tried to hype it real well, big, I, but course, I never saw I never heard a lot of I fan just, talk about it. Not like Starfall. Right. So people have been wanting the new Jedi Starfall, game Star, and people yeah. wanted the new Zelda game. I didn't hear that about Redfall. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Starfield. I said Starfall. Yeah, Starfield. Star, Starfield. Yeah. That's the I think that's the next big because it's sci it's sci fi and people have this, you know, hope that it's you know, what fallout yeah. in space? Or that basically, that's what I, people want. It's yeah. Bethesda. So they wanted they wanted to be fallout yeah, of Skyrim yeah, in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want a new they want a new IP RPG. That's what. They yeah, want. that's what the uh, people want. They'll probably I don't know what have Bethesda. a weirding module, and and your character's yes. name will be a killing word. Yes. I hated that addition to the movie. To the, oh, to come the on, they're movie. fun. The weirding oh, modules so were fun. They were voiced by Ian McKellen. It was so bad. So, another one of those things. I will so, kill him. <laughs> Sting. I liked Sting in they that role. They need to role. bring Sting back. Sting. <laughs> I think he's probably a little old for that role. I, not the same. He doesn't have to be the same role. 
Just have him. No, in no. It. Bring him back in the exact same role. <laughs> <sighs> okay. I don't know how well he'll go. I mean, with Batista as Beast Raban, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who is playing Fayette. I don't know. In the new, I haven't. I haven't looked. I watched the trailer and I really enjoyed it. So, but I enjoyed Dune, so of course I did. This talk means video games are over. That means we're done. We are done. People can reach out to us, as I noted before, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast or patreon.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamers. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks, probably talking about a few video games, maybe some pinball. I'll probably digress a little bit. Digression is fine. I digress some too. That's what happens. But uh, until next time, my name is Dennis. I'm Tony. And we say goodbye. Happy Mother's Day, mothers.